Luton Life, brought to you by the Mall Luton. This is the place to come if you want to lift the lid on the real life of Luton. Finding out about the people who make others' lives that little bit happier, that little bit easier, and that little bit safer. Weaving colour through everyday life in Luton. Here's the Mall Luton Sophie Solaria. Hello and welcome to another episode of Luton Life. Today's episode focuses on such an important charity, the Hygiene Bank. It's a national initiative to provide people with the hygiene products they need and deserve. The Hygiene Bank believes it's not a luxury to feel clean, yet so many people across the UK are living in poverty and cannot afford to wash. So the project exists to give people access to the basic toiletries they need. So one sunny autumn morning, I visited the Bedfordshire branch of the Hygiene Bank, where the team were busy sorting and bagging up toiletries for the army of people coming to collect them. And at the heart of the operation was Katie McCarthy. Hi, Katie. Hi. Thanks for joining me, or thanks for allowing me to join you today. No problem. To have a little look about what the Hygiene Bank does, and I guess this is the Hygiene Bank. This is part of us, yeah. There's also, um, you know, cars and garages, and we've got a little storage space in Boxmoor in Hemel. But this is the main operating hub for us. Well, let's talk about exactly where you're located. You're kind of in between Luton and Dunstable, on the way to Dunstable, on an industrial estate. And essentially, the Hygiene Bank is a... It's a container. It's a shipping container. container. And there you are, with all your stuff, all your wonderful products within the shipping container. Can I have a look around? Yeah, of course you can. Come with me. So this is us. We've got loads of basic items in here. Shampoo, toothpaste, shower gel, deodorant. Very organised. I guess you have to be. We have to be. We still don't know exactly what's in here, but it sort of comes in. As quick as it comes in, it just goes out again. One end, we've got um, boxes where stuff which is donated from our donation points goes into those boxes because they sort of come you know, sort of ad hoc or rand- randomly. And then um, the other end has got all the stuff which we purchase with um, funds that have been raised from a charity called Inkind Direct and they get donations from corporates and then we get to purchase them at really really discounted prices we wouldn't be able to afford to buy them in this bulk if we had to pay you know supermarket even just sort of discounted prices we've got quite a lot of shampoo today because they had a lot of shampoo so we were sort of purchasing it you know weekly um over the summer holidays because we know that it could be months before we've got shampoo they sell shampoo again so we're sort of stocking up oh i see um, okay so it's actually seasonal or ad hoc or yeah it's whatever the, yeah it's whatever the um retailers have got spare so it might be end of line uh, it might be sort of you know changing the branding or it might just be that they want to donate some to inclined direct for us to purchase it was such a well thought out operation and katie was one of the coordinators who was there from the beginning i was the second volunteer um in the nearby town of Harpenden. Uh, it was set up by a local lady who I think she was friends with the founder, Lizzie, and she posted on our local Facebook group if somebody had a bit of time once every two weeks to pick up from a donation point in Harpenden. And at the time, my eldest daughter was off at nursery and I thought, I've, I'd bob into town, I can do that. And it sort of spiralled from there. And then over time, we expanded the Harbin St Albans project and then we took on the Luton project because that's really where the need sort of really is. Yeah, and now it's kind of a, well, between the volunteers, it's at least a full-time job every week. So we work every Monday here at the container and then lots of sort of emails and bits in the week. So because we're all volunteers, there's no sort of set hours. Um, so sort of over the summer holidays, we sort of powered down. During COVID, we worked really, really hard put in loads of extra hours because there was a lot more need so it really is sort of totally flexible around 
all of our volunteers. Nobody's asked to do anything. You know, they don't have to commit to anything. We just sort of see how we go. We just ask for people to help and they come when they can. And you yourself are a volunteer. Yeah. When did you realise there was a real need for hygiene products within Luton? I mean, we've known for forever. I mean, the need in Luton is huge. We hand out tonnes and tonnes of product to Luton and it doesn't even touch the sides. I learned to figure a while back within this podcast, I think it was from speaking to the Level Trust, that over 50% of people in Luton live in poverty. Yeah, I think there's something like 50,000 school-aged children live below the poverty line in Luton. If you filled the football stadium twice or 25 EasyJet planes full of people, it's... It's a lot of people. And of and course, the first thing to go are things like shampoo, conditioners. Yeah, I mean, the research shows that like, long before somebody goes to a food bank, they um, stop cleaning their houses and buying their personal hygiene products. One of the aims of the charity is to get to those people before they need to get to the food bank. You know, hygiene products are expensive. You know, Unless it's a bar of soap, it's probably the best part of a pound an item. Yeah. Um, and when you've got you know, multiple people in a family with teenagers and stuff they all need a deodorant it's not really something you can share it doesn't last that long if you are sharing a spray deodorant yeah it's expensive before you ask yes that is a baby you can hear towards the end of that conversation katie's baby in a car seat sitting by our feet as we spoke florence is your five month old baby who i have to mention because of course that's how dedicated you are you haven't even taken maternity leave from this situation when did you come back to work Officially, I came back to the container six weeks when I could drive. Six weeks, guys. Think about that with a newborn. But Lorna, who's the other, like my other joint project coordinator, she came over on about day six and we had a chat for a couple of hours about things that were happening. Um, you wanted to get back. There was no baby stopping you from helping no, Lucy. And I'm a volunteer, so I don't get paid any maternity leave. And Lorna doesn't get paid for her job either. So I didn't want to leave her any longer than was necessary. And it's great because I. You know, our volunteers are amazing. And the first time I came, you know, everybody took it in turns just to have their cuddle with Florence. And you know, we've got a chair here now that people can sit down. And, you know, she's just part of the Hygiene Bank team. And my eldest daughter, during the coronavirus pandemic, we used to take her down to the unit. And she was helping us, you know, pack bags for families and get stuff pulled together to go to different community partners. So it's a family, it's a family affair. The passion for the hygiene bank stems from the injustice that people are unable to fully participate in society due to hygiene poverty. Many people locked in this sort of poverty, or those who find themselves in times of crisis, can be shaming, humiliating and excluding, and can also result in social isolation, all due to a lack of hygiene products. I totally understood how it could lead to a lack of confidence and could negatively impact good health and mental well-being which the charity says in turn can impact early childhood development, learning, employability and social interaction. Here's Katie again. It's heartbreaking. Some of the stories that we hear of how people are living, they are literally heartbreaking. You know, we quite often get feedback from our community partners where people say, you know, oh, it's just been so amazing to be able to wash my hair because they've not been able to wash it with anything other than water. Then they're absolute basics, things which most of us take absolutely for granted, you know, just popping the shopping trolley. For other people, it's a, a luxury product. Let's talk about these products that other people would call luxury. We're talking about kids' toothbrushes and toothpaste here, in here. Yeah. Kids' sun cream, which, you know, most people would think was an absolute necessity. So important, but so expensive. We all so know. So expensive, yeah. And the summer we've had... 
I know, and there's nobody else providing it. You know, schools can't provide it for children. You just have to have it, don't you? We've got all that deodorant in boxes and boxes. Again, men's doesn't feel at all luxury. It feels important. From our partner Boots, have just donated some face scrub to us. Conditioner, a real luxury. Would you call conditioner a luxury? Yeah, we would. Yeah, our basics would be soap, um, shampoo, toothbrush, toothpaste and probably deodorant. Those are the items which we really ask for. And then really anything on top of that, we would consider to be a luxury. Obviously we accept anything. If it's new and unused, any products at all, but the ones which we really ask for are those basic ones. There's sanitary towels there. Yeah. Please don't tell me that people think that's a luxury. For some people it is a luxury. That is so heartbreaking. Because they're expensive, you know. They are so expensive. They're say a pound a pack. Each female in a house might need, you know, a pack a month. There's no conversation with the government about that being a mandatory product for people to be able to just have it as a, an important part of their lives, right? So the government does have a scheme which they're working with schools, so schools can go online and PHS, I think, have set up a scheme where schools can apply based on their pupil premiums for sanitary products to be delivered to the schools. But something like only 40% of schools nationwide have signed up to it. So even in areas where there is you know, severe poverty, the schools still don't sign up to it. This particular statistic really showed me how little knowledge and information there was out there for this problem. You may be able to tell from my voice, in fact, how little I knew myself about hygiene poverty until this very day. I think everyone by now has heard of what a food bank is, but this really was the first time I'd ever heard of a hygiene bank and the phenomenal work the volunteers did. Let's talk about what's happening today then. Yeah. Who's coming? Who are you going to meet? Who's going to come and get their stuff? So today we have got Stepping Stones, Charity and Luton coming. We've got somebody from the Dunstable Food Bank coming and someone from All Saints in Bury Park who's coming to pick up some stuff for asylum seekers. Our volunteers are currently unloading a car with stuff which we had stored somewhere else, uh, which is for... Um, going to be packed into bags for the education welfare team at Luton Council and we give them 50 bags every month and then they give them out to those children most in need via the schools. Brilliant, so you're working well with the council? Yeah, the education welfare team, you know, we work really well with them. I mean, 50 children, 50 bags, 50 families, doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't go far enough. It, doesn't no. go far enough and we're hoping to double that next year. We've had to fundraise in order to be able to do it for 600 families this year. But it doesn't last very long and it doesn't go far enough with that many children in Luton. As part of this funding, I was pleased to find out that the Hygiene Bank Luton were awarded over £1,000 from the Mall Luton so they can continue to provide those living in hardship with basic hygiene necessities. This was part of the Community Chest Fund, which the Moor Luton launched as part of their 50th celebration campaign. The fund had been organised to recognise and assist the great work groups and charities do in supporting the local area. It's great when um, large organisations such as the Moor Luton support charities because, of course, it makes your life easier, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, because we have got um, a donation box in the boots there and we have worked with the level trust when they opened the learning locker we were finding that getting hold of like families in particular and the children was really difficult so being able to work with the level trust and their initiative the learning locker has been really has been really good because they do see some of the most vulnerable and in need families in the town it was so good to hear how the mall luton had helped yet another amazing charity do their good work for the town
Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi, I've come from the Asylum Seeker and Refugee Project at All Saints Church. This product is all for you today. Meanwhile, as Katie and I were talking, the first service user arrived to collect their bags of toiletries. That's marvellous, thank you. You can have a little look and see if there's anything else that you think you need. I don't know what we'd do without you, to be honest, because we've got so many people in the hotels in Luton that are absolutely desperate for just the bare essentials. So we, we really are blessed to have you. That voice you can hear is Susan Kesterton from the All Saints Asylum Seeker and Refuge Support Project in Luton. After she'd gathered her bags together, I took her aside for a chat in my car. Hello. Nice to meet you. I'm yes. Sophie from Hi. the Mall. How busy is your service currently? Uh, huge. <laughs> Hugely busy. We have, we have drop-ins uh, twice a week on a Thursday and a Saturday, 11 to 1. And we are absolutely inundated with people from, from all over the world, uh, Afghanistan, Iran, Iraq, uh, South America. And at the moment, we've got a lot of families and a lot of children as well um, needing support. It's usually advocacy support. And then also people need essential clothing and essential toiletries. No need to ask why you're here today. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I've come to pick up um, a load of shampoo, toothpaste, toothbrushes, shower gel, sanitary products, um, absolutely anything and and everything. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Uh, you must see some pretty harrowing, sad, devastating situations. Yes, yes we do. Um, People are often just, you know, very desperate, but, you know, people have a lot of dignity about them and are hugely polite and find it very difficult actually to come and ask for things. They've they've come from good jobs uh, in their country and... um, this is, this is just a sort of devastating situation that they find themselves in. We don't ask their circumstances in which they left. If they want to talk to us about it, then they can. That's up to them. What will these products today, these items, mean for your service users? Gosh, some people have arrived having not washed or, you know, um, changed their clothing for months and months so this will mean absolutely the world they can go in the shower and they can get themselves clean and feel refreshed and feel dignified feel able to sort of stand up and walk outside with some sort of self-respect because they have there is no doubt about it have come from very very traumatic situations it means absolutely the world to have these products I mean, can you imagine, you know, if we got up every day and we, we didn't have a shower for the, the next month or washed our hair or or had been on the road or out in the bush or mm. we'd feel horrid. As Susan drove off to distribute her supplies, I rejoined the Hygiene Bank team and met a volunteer called Brenda, who was busy sorting more bags for collection. Brenda, I won't keep you because I know you're a volunteer and you're very busy at the minute, but I just wanted to ask why you dedicate your time to help um, the hygiene bank on a Monday. Because up until I started uh, maybe two years ago, I hadn't realised how much it was in need for people when I heard about it. I'd never heard of it before that. I just thought it was so fantastic. I said, I'd only ever heard of the food banks. And um, 
yeah, why not? I've got the time to do it now, so I think it's a good course to help out. So you're local? Yes, yes, I live in nearby in Harpenden. Yeah. And what, what kind of success stories or what have you seen that's kind of made you realise that this is just something that's so beneficial for the area? Well, it's just the amount of stuff that actually goes out and gets used and the requests we have. It's, it's unbelievable how many people are suffering at the moment. It's awful. Yeah, so it's just nice to help, you know, refugees, people who live here all the time. Everyone, it's, everyone's in need. It's, that's what we do it for. What's your actual role today? We do whatever we have to do when we come. We unpack, we pack, we weigh things, take the rubbish away, whatever we need to do, really. Well, I don't want to keep you. You've got a lot going on. There's lots of stuff coming in. Thanks, Brenda. And from Brenda to another local charity who had arrived for their toiletries. My name's Joe Francis. Um, I'm the business development manager at Stepping Stones in Luton. Thanks for joining me. Tell us a bit more about Stepping Stones. Okay, so Stepping Stones supports um, really some of the most vulnerable women and children in Luton. Uh, About 85% of the women who come to us have experienced domestic abuse. We support around 300 women a year and that's all face-to-face. So they'll come to us for one-to-one emotional and practical support. We offer group programmes to um, help women better understand the experiences of domestic abuse and the impact that might be having on their children. We run courses to help them better manage mental health and and their emotions. And we also have um, a free childcare service as well in-house. So if the women want to come and access the service, they know that their children are going to be cared for. So that is Ofsted registered, um, it's free, and we also give the children a hot meal and some snacks through the day. So that, in a nutshell, is what we do. Um, we also offer some uh, free counselling as well if women need it. And we'll work for women for as long as they need us, really. There's no end date to it. So very, very important work you do. Mm-hmm. Why are you here today? The women coming to us, I guess through lockdown, we were realising that the severity of need in terms of uh, their finances was getting worse and worse. And we heard about the hygiene bank and got in touch and, and just thought, if we can help with some of the little things in life, like toiletries, um, that really reduces the burden on them. We're, we're getting women that are having to make decisions at the moment about whether they heat their house or buy food, you know, really stark decisions. And actually, if we can help them with, you know, the basics, shower gels, shampoo, that really does make a big difference to them. You're really going to see an increase in needing that help as the year goes on, aren't you? Yeah, we absolutely are. And I think there was a report just by Women's Aid um, in the summertime that said 96% of women who are experienced domestic abuse also are experiencing real negative impacts of the cost of living crisis. Many of the women that we work with experience financial abuse as well. So they're being controlled through their finances. And as obviously as the cost of living crisis gets worse, their partners are using that as a bit of an excuse not to give them money and not to share. And, and you know, they're getting further and further into debt. I'm going to come with you to collect your bits that you need from the hygiene bank just to see what you need to take for these ladies. And you're taking it to your charity after? I am. We will start distributing that as of tomorrow morning. What I'm finding increasingly is in the past we'd come to the hygiene bank, get get a supply of toiletries and it might last us two or three months now i'm finding that that will go really within two or three weeks probably. i was going to say so you you will come back in a couple of weeks i'll come back as soon as they have yeah 
um, toiletries available because it'll just go. Every every woman who comes now will want to take something. Yeah. So I bet you're really grateful for places like this. Absolutely. And and they are amazing. They're so responsive. If we send in an email and say, look, we really do need some toiletries, um, Lorna and Katie will always do what they can to get us a supply. They're invaluable. I follow Jo to collect her supplies. So, Hi. This one is all yours. Okay. Oh, fabulous. Conditioner, shampoo, shower gel, and ladies' deodorant. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Anything yeah. else? No, I think no. that would be really okay. good. Yeah. That's yeah. it then. So, so how much have we got here then? We have got um, 52 kilos. So 50 of each of the items that they wanted. Wow. That's quite a lot actually to go through within a month. Joe was telling me it goes quite yeah. quickly nowadays. Yeah, yeah it's going it quicker and quicker. How many people have you got now? We probably support around 300, 350 women a year, so there's probably about 150 access in the service right now. Yeah. Pretty much most of the women that come to us have got children under five as well, so it's, you know, goes around the family. Do you want some kids bits then? Yeah. yeah. Oh, kids that's bits. It's always nice having a bit of a treat. So that's it? Yeah. You've got your... Uh, I've got my boot full. Your boot full of yeah. wonderful smelling products. Yes, and, and they're all... You know, they're all good quality products as well. So yeah. it's, it's the things that women definitely wouldn't be able to afford at the minute. So it's brilliant. We can hear from the organisers of these charities just how valuable the hygiene bank is. I would also have liked to talk to some of the service users about how they directly benefited from the products. But as you can imagine, it is such a sensitive situation to be in. Nobody wanted to speak to me in person. However, I have been handed some testimonials from some of the women who received these products, which have been voiced over for you to hear. The toiletries and cleaning items have been an amazing help. Often these items are not included in the food bank parcels, but it's they which cost the most money. Receiving these items has been a godsend, especially washing powder, bleach, and most importantly, sanitary products. Thank you so much for those that make a real difference to my life. My children have needed new toothbrushes for ages. Now they can each have a brush and I can make sure that they clean their teeth as they haven't been able to until now. I feel like a better parent having these things for my children. I felt so alone during my pregnancy, so it was nice to know that people care and take the time to do things like this. I will never be able to put into words how truly grateful I am for all of this extremely generous help you have provided. So thanks to everyone who made this happen. You can hear from these comments just how incredibly vital this service is and will continue to be for a long time to come. As I head off, I wanted to say a big thank you to Katie and have a final chat. I'll just have a little pew here, Katie. I've spoken to some lovely people this morning now um, who've said that this charity is essentially a lifeline to them. How does that make you feel? It's a shame that we have to be a lifeline to them, isn't it, really? That the need is, is so great, but it's really nice you know, being able to hear that the work that we do makes a difference to other people. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Luton Life and thank you to the Hygiene Bank for the great work that you all do. If you'd like to take a look at these wonderful services, do head to the More Luton social media channels to watch our behind the scenes video. Plus, if you've enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to give it a good review and share it with your family and friends. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.